Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is Sports Daily on a Tuesday. Glad to be here with you. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you. Jad Chambers producing, manning that IHOP hotline at 869-1240. Here we go. It is a big Tuesday. It's a big transfer Tuesday. A lot of K-State news to get to in the show today. Monday Night Football in the books. Set football back about 20 years. But, you know, we got it. We got through it. No, no touchdowns for the winner. Exactly what we all suspected. It's just no good for anybody. No good for betters. No good for viewers. Nobody likes to see that. All you, you know, defensive football, they, they change the rules for the offense. You're to blame for this. Uh, we we got to have a little offense. We got to have good quarterback play. We got to have a little offense. But we can get into that a little bit later. Uh, look ahead a little bit for the first time this week. Tommy, how are you this morning? Man, I'm good. Uh, I had to kind of wash my eyes out, flush my eyes out after watching Oof. that Monday night football game last night. That was ugly. I mean, I think we all kind of expected it wasn't going to be a great game, knowing that the Vikings don't have Kirk Cousins anymore and Justin Jefferson is out. And then, of course, the Bears have been a debacle all season long. But I didn't. I don't think anybody really expected, I certainly didn't expect, that it was going to be such a terrible game. I had a hard time getting through it, but, I mean, you know, it, it is Monday night football, so I had to watch it. Yeah. And I, I kind of regretted sitting through the entire thing, but I did. The good thing was, I did notice, and I don't know if you picked up on this, the game didn't take very long. I mean, considering there wasn't a whole lot of scoring, yeah, it was. I think it was done before 10 o'clock, which was nice. I'm glad that it got done you know, as quickly as possible. Yeah, that was good. I, I usually go to bed very late, and I've been to bed early lately because I've had this whatever bug that's clear now, and I finally feel good. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, I, I got to bed pretty quick, and I watched the whole game. I didn't even think about it. Um, it's fun. Like, can we have Justin Fields throw the ball down the field more than like one time at the very last drive of the game? It's it. Look, you you just have to find out what you're going to do with Fields. And I'm with you. Like, it's Monday Night Football. I'm going to watch it. It's even these bad Thursday Night Football games. I'm going to suffer through them. Monday Night Football even more than Thursday Night Football. I you gotta you gotta power through and 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 this was like this wasn't expected to be a bad game. You had two teams 
One, especially in Minnesota, who's playing much better lately, and Chicago, who almost beat Detroit with fields back and everything else. Like, that that caught me off guard. You know, sometimes on these, when it's like Jets, whatever, I'm like, yeah, this game's going to stink. That, I didn't, that one wasn't supposed to stink last night, and it did, and I'm not sure why, uh, but... I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll, let's let's get into that. We'll push that to the side. We'll get into Monday Night Football because I do think this Justin Fields dynamic is fascinating, and really so is the quarterback situation with the Vikings. But we can get into that with those two teams in a little bit. Um, K State news is at the forefront, Tommy, and Will Howard transfers out. That was the headline grabber. Uh, Ward transfers out. Really, all the quarterbacks except for Avery, Avery Johnson transfer out, which is probably a tip of the cap as much as anything to Avery Johnson, right? I, I, I guess it caught me off guard, but it shouldn't have. What caught me off guard is I, I just haven't thought of Will Howard as playing another year of college football, right? Like, that's, that's the only – and maybe that's on me. It could be because I don't know that there was a ton of surprise among the K-State faithful – but for me, it was just like I didn't I didn't expect to see it because I didn't expect him to play another year of football. I, I like it a lot for Will Howard um, because he's going to be at the NIL space will work dividends for him here in this spot. He, I mean, just about every team in the country will have use for Will Howard next year. And I, and I say that just about every team, but really like there will be a ton of teams that feel like they're a quarterback away or that are graduating a quarterback where he makes a lot of sense. And for K-State, it makes a ton of sense too, Tommy, because now you you mean you have to turn the page to Avery Johnson. You have to. And so I'm sure the conversations among Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein and all these quarterbacks have been very honest and like, hey guys, including Will Howard, like it's, it's Avery's job next year. Like he's going to be the guy. Avery, don't worry. You're the guy next year. And what else are you supposed to do, right? Like is Will yeah. Howard going to come back to K-State and be a backup? Of course he's not. So – I like this is why I like the transfer portal, right? This is this is what it's intended for. This is why we like NIL. They've, you've got a, a guy who has put in everything for K-State who now has a chance as he's going to lose his job, which is the right decision too, to still go do what he needs to do and play immediately as a grad transfer and do whatever. It, it's it's a little shocking as a headline, but in reality, it makes a ton of sense for all sides. Yeah, it's a tip of the cap to Avery Johnson, and clearly the page is turning in the Wildcat program that Avery Johnson will be the incumbent starter next season for the Wildcats. And, and of course, not only will Howard declaring his intent to transfer, but backup Jake Rubley is transferring from the program. Adrian Lara, uh, who's another backup quarterback is transferring out. That leaves Avery Johnson as the only quarterback on the roster currently. And so, you know, clearly, I mean, different levels of skill and talent from the three guys that are transferring out. But it's pretty clear that it's, it's a, I mean, it's, of course, Avery Johnson's job moving forward. And so I think that there absolutely will be a place for Will Howard. I think there's going to be a pretty solid place for Jake Rubley as well. He was a, a pretty highly touted recruit coming out of high school, ended up coming with, uh, you know, to the Wildcats. And I know that there were conversations at, at various points about whether or not Jake Rubley should be the starter in Manhattan. So I think that there will be a good landing place for him, but there are going to be tons of programs. I would imagine that would be vying for the services of Will Howard next season as a grad transfer, not only the talent and the skills that he possesses, but just also the, the wisdom and the, the veteran presence that he brings. He's been around college football for a while and he can bring a sense of, I would say relative stability to whatever program he goes to. And I would look at a program that, 
you know, maybe just lost their quarterback or maybe has a freshman or a sophomore, an underclassman that maybe they're not fully confident in as the starter for Will Howard to come in and play his final season. It's not unlike what happened with Adrian Martinez transferring out of Nebraska, coming to Kansas State for his final season a year ago. Yeah, look, it, it's going to be good for Will Howard. I, I, you've heard a lot of chatter. And look, it's all just chatter at this point. But like Notre Dame, um, people have mentioned Nebraska is almost like a switchback, which would be kind of ironic to, for, for Will Howard to then now go to Nebraska. But who knows? There will be lots of teams uh, with deep pockets that can make him, I would imagine, one of, if not the most highly coveted uh, transfer guys this offseason, which is that's what's so interesting about this. Like K-State has this guy who in normal circumstances, you'd be like, all right, we get one more year. But that's not the case. Right. And, and you have to turn it to Avery Johnson. And, and we'll get to Avery a little bit more in just a second. But for Howard, like, you know, I've seen uh, people are, are almost like confused on what to think of his legacy at K-State. And to me, it's a very obvious one. He should be one of the all-time favorite Wildcats. Like, whatever happens the rest of his career. And I know that he will be rooted for hard almost no matter where he goes next. Because I think at the end of the day, all K-State fans appreciate Will Howard. But you have to really appreciate, like, you have to really remember everything that has happened over his Wildcat career to truly appreciate how meaningful it is that he's been there as long as he has. It didn't look good early, right? It was not great early. And then you had a a year where he had to step in for Skylar Thompson, and then it wasn't good either. You're like, oh, man, a wasted year. But then he had to step in for Adrian Martinez, and he was fantastic. And then this year there was a brief period where he didn't look good, and everyone was calling for – you know, his job, and and then he got it righted again, and he was pretty... So, like, the ups and downs for him to just sort of ride through it and stick with it and be loyal in Manhattan, that in today... Think, because think about the era of college football we're in. Like, there were plenty of opportunities, and I don't think anybody would have blamed Will Howard for Will Howard to be like, okay, let me go try something else. But he didn't, man. He stuck with it. And I think that deserves the appreciation and respect as much as anything is you can you can start to power rank him, you know, among all time K-State quarterbacks wherever you want. Probably, I would guess, slightly inside the top 10, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I, I think this year, like big picture, it was probably a disappointing year for him. Um, you know, we talked about a guy who might creep up draft boards and all those things, and he still may be able to do that at some point, but it's going to have to be somewhere else now. But as far as like a legacy in Manhattan, his is great because he's stuck through it with through a, a lot yeah. and, and you know, in, and got opportunities and was loyal to this program and everything else. So I'm happy for him. I really am. I'm happy that he's coming back. I'm happy that now in college football, he's op- got an opportunity to go get paid a little bit of money. He's kind of a tweener guy to the NFL potentially anyway. This is literally why this. NIL transfer portal stuff exists. It's good for the players. He's the perfect example. From a statistical point of view, he owns the top touchdown honors by any quarterback that has played at K-State. Also, he's in the all-time top five for career completions and passing yards in his time in Manhattan. So, you know, I know that you have to kind of separate legacy a little bit from just the the flat, you know, statistics. There are some other things that play into it. Um, And so I understand where you're saying he might – sneak inside the top 10. I think he's maybe even a little bit higher than that, you know, as far as an all-time great. 
And because of the fact that he's always been there, he's been the consistent, he's been the guy that has stepped in. He's never been, until this season, he was never the guy for the Wildcats, right? And even this season, to an extent, you had Avery Johnson nipping at his heels a little bit. Like, he's never fully been 100% the guy for the Wildcats. It was Skylar Thompson. Then it was Adrian Martinez. Now it's Avery Johnson, right? And so... You know, there are all of these other players that, you know, he had to compete for, but he was always there steady and ready to step in. Didn't mean that he always got it right. Didn't mean that it always worked out well. But keep in mind, he delivered a Big 12 championship to the Wildcats a year ago. He delivered a Sugar Bowl appearance last season for the Wildcats. I mean, there are accolades there. And so I think that, you know, Wildcat fans, I know that they have mixed feelings overall about what Will Howard did during his time in Manhattan, but I think that overall, in my opinion, you have to really tip your cap to what he did and the fact that he was always there to be ready to go when one of these other guys, whether it was Skyler or Adrian or whoever, went down and he was there ready to step up in that role. To your point about him being a tweener in the NFL, I think that it's going to be incredibly essential if he's got aspirations to play in the NFL, he's got to go to a program next season that will extenuate the 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 stats that he has the talent that he has I mean put him in a position to where he can then climb up the draft boards and I don't exactly know I mean if that's Notre Dame I mean I'm sure that Notre Dame you know would be a if that if that ends up happening there's gonna be a lot but he's got there's gonna be a lot he's got to pick a program where he's gonna be able to get in front of those NFL scouts and I don't know if he can do enough next season to get into the conversation in being a a draftable quarterback um, but because we were talking about it at the beginning of this season about being a guy, you know, that could put potentially do that after this year, it didn't really happen that way. So if he wants to do that, and I don't know if he does, I'm sure he does, but next season's going to be crucial for him to find a program to where he can really get to that point. Look, if Will Levis can find his way into the second round, right? Yeah. So can Will Howard. And, and you got to think of a guy that's got a huge frame, which NFL people love. Right, he can make the throws and he can run, so he can do all those things. He hasn't always had the most talented wide receiver groups at Kansas State, and that's not a knock. But I'm just like imagining like best case scenario for him. I I, I don't you know I don't what's USC's quarterback situation behind Caleb Williams, right? Like right. where can he go and pile up stats? There, there's going to be places where he can do that. And the reality is, it's not Will Howard's fault that you know the defense allowed four massive plays to Iowa State and lost that game. And there's been a lot of that too for Will Howard. And no, I don't think he's the best quarterback in K-State history. I just think the tools are there for him to go do something special somewhere. And and he did something special last year at K-State. Something very special that not you know that that's like going to going to live on in in the history of the program forever. So it, it's great for everybody because again, K-State's got to move on to Avery Johnson. So when we talk about right. I I don't know the long rich history of K-State, right? I just I don't it's not it's something I paid a whole lot of attention to outside of the last decade, outside of Michael Bishop in the last decade, because I didn't live here. But I, I think if you looked at it, most people are not putting Will Howard over Lynn Dickey, Colin Klein, L. Roberson, or Michael Bishop, right? Um, you've got you've got those guys. I know Chad May is up there. I'm not sure I would put Howard over Skylar Thompson, quite honestly. Um, I, I really liked Skylar. Skylar Thompson in his last year. Now, Skylar Thompson's problem is he was always hurt. But his last year, he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, just just like on a talent level. But did, did Skylar Thompson he'd be leave, right there. Did Skylar Thompson leave Kansas State to a Big 12 championship? 
No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But so that so that you you've got him right there. And 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 again, a lot of this is going to be and we'll ask Tim Fitzgerald this on Thursday. For me, though, and what I've seen and like Waters was good, but he, he's ahead yeah. of him. And, you know, he's right there with Thompson. Maybe he's better because of the Big 12 championship. And I think that that deserves, you know, probably a, a probably yes. Um, and keep in mind, we'll, by the way, you go back a year ago. Don't forget that when Adrian Martinez transferred in from Nebraska, the thought at the time was, OK, this is a player. This is a quarterback that can lead Kansas State to have a ton of success this season. It didn't it didn't happen. You know, the, the first few games were not very good for Adrian Martinez at all. Then he goes down with an injury and everybody kind of thought, OK, I think the season is probably not going to turn out the way that we wanted it to. I don't want to say that, it, you know, everybody thought it was going to be a lost year when Adrian Martinez went down. But certainly, you know, expectations were not nearly as high as soon as you knew Absolutely that Will Howard not. was taking not over. Not when you saw Will Howard, you saw the, year Will Howard the year before. And all yeah. he did was lead him to a Big 12 championship and a game against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. I cannot wait to see where he lands. And he will have fans from this part of the world. Like, that everybody's going to root for that team and him. I, I do think that. Like, I don't think there's a K-State fan alive that doesn't root for wherever. He, unless he ends up at, I don't know, Iowa State, right? Like, some, <laughs> whatever. Like, he'll be, he'll be fine. Uh, let's take a quick break. The other piece of this, of course, is Avery Johnson. Uh, and then we'll get into some of the other transfers, most notably Treshawn Ward. Uh, because, basically, it's Will Howard and the other quarterbacks out. Adrian Martinez in. We'll talk about that. It actually makes a lot of sense as the time for him to take the reins. We'll get into that. The IHOP hotline is open, 869-1240. It's all Brockton Caster, Jad Chambers producing. We'll be back. More on this early portal talk for K-State next. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tommy, I just, man card just got ripped out of my pocket. So I've got, we've got a couple of electrical issues, and uh, the guys here is doing a great job fixing some stuff at the same time. And we've had a fan, a, a, like a living room fan out for, I don't know, two years now. I'm like, yeah, we just can't get it to come on. And, and I was just checking in with him during the break there. And he's like, yeah, I fixed the fan. And I'm like, really? Like, what did you do? He's like, I, I pulled the cord. Like, there, there is no way. Like we have been, we have been fighting that fan for like two years. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw myself down the stairs right now. You're, yeah, uh, uh, I know you're a big time handyman. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm you a big time handyman. I'm just like, there's like that cannot be right. Like I'm telling you, we have fidgeted, and I we're not the only. We've had other people that are handier look at it, but whatever. I'm, it's, it works. Um. All right, so let we, we talked about the Will Howard piece of this. The Avery Johnson piece is really interesting because he's like the only guy left. And I, I, I saw a scenario where there's like an academic transfer guy, and I don't even know what his name is, never heard of him before, that might be able to play. But it's going to probably be like Avery Johnson or the Wildcat offense, I think, uh, you know, if something were to happen. It's really interesting, and we've been wondering about Avery Johnson and, like, when does he take over and when does he take over, and and that just sort of came to a screeching halt late in the season. But what's interesting about it is when you think about it now, I, this makes a ton of sense, and it makes me wonder, like, 
how how long do you think this has been in the plans? Like this whole situation, because what you've got now is uh, uh, what's going to be a high profile game. You'll have a month essentially to prepare Avery Johnson for it to like officially take the reins. So, you know, K State I'm sure has had conversations with the way this all played out yesterday with Will Howard. Like, it makes me wonder if it was like, let's see if we can get into a Big 12 championship game. If we don't, then we'll, like, we're going to turn it over to Avery Johnson. You'll have our full support in the transfer. Like, I wonder how much of this was predetermined and predestined because it is almost perfect timing to hand the reins to a young quarterback when, for whatever the game is, they'll have a month to prepare for it, and you can very cleanly and officially and without question make the transition. I think probably there has been something to that. And of course they're not going to tell us that, but I, it makes sense that there has been some planning on this. And, and for Avery, I'm excited about this opportunity because it does let you sort of soft land on his debut. I really, his official debut. I really think that this, a lot of this has been scripted throughout the season on the way that they planned on doing this. And, you know, remember we've speculated basically week in and week out about what they're going to do at quarterback, right? Right. And, you know, it kind of started primarily with Will Howard. Then they kind of went to that two-quarterback model for a few games, and it worked really well in a couple, and it didn't really in another one. And then they kind of went back to Will Howard full-time for the final few games. And I think, again, a lot of that is scripted. They wanted to see what they had in Avery Johnson, you know, earlier in the season, experiment with the two-quarterback system to get them both reps, then you kind of go back to Will Howard at the end of the season. And I think a lot of that, I mean, maybe not maybe not a lot of it, but some of that has to do with Howard being able to break some records at K-State by having the full-time job again, get his draft stock maybe up a little bit more, or at least make him more attractive to other teams that may want him to transfer in. Uh, so I think that a lot of that was scripted. And by the way, you also get Avery Johnson reps earlier in the season to get him ready for this bowl game and beyond. Keep in mind, Johnson played enough games to burn that red shirt. They couldn't have redshirted him, right? And so, you know, knowing that, I think that when you look back at it in retrospect, it all kind of makes sense to me. And we questioned a lot about what they were going to do at quarterback. But now knowing Will Howard transferring out, now knowing Avery Johnson is going to be given the reins, especially for the bowl game and beyond, it, I think the way that they went about it, it makes sense to me now when I look at it from from now, you know, at now back to the way that the season played out. Right, I, I agree. If you if you look back at it, it makes some sense, and it, it just it's interesting as we watch it to see the opportunity now, and and we always wondered too, like the psychology of it. Right. And like, how is this being handled if you're Avery? Is he handling it? But if this was the plan, then then it's an easy sell. Yeah. Right. Like, it, you know, at one point in the season, Avery was used when Howard was struggling to sort of save the season. And he did in some ways. And then Howard started playing really well again. And it was like, OK, now back to the original plan. Right. right? Like, Will, it's yours until it's not. And here's when it's not going to be yours. And if you want to transfer and get out ahead of it, if we don't make a Big 12 championship game, why don't you do that like right away? And then we can transition Avery at the bowl game to do it. It it makes a ton of sense. And I'm curious to know how predetermined we think it was. And Chris Kleiman talks today 
Yeah, today he yeah. should. I I don't I know if that today. gets thrown off. But it normally is a Tuesday. I don't know with you know without a game if that if that is going. But we, maybe we'll get some clarity on that. But it does make sense. It's a perfect opportunity for Adrian Martinez. Avery Johnson. I'm sorry, yeah. Avery Johnson. Yeah. It's a perfect opportunity for Avery, and this is it. This is what K State fans have been waiting for, right. basically. Well, and here's the other thing to keep in mind with Avery Johnson, and I'm I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and think about it from his point of view. If this was not a predetermined or at least fairly predetermined strategy from the Wildcats offense as the season went on, it would be very easy for me as Avery Johnson to be a little frustrated with the way the season played out because you played in enough games to burn your red shirt so you don't get to use that. And then if there was any kind of indication that Will Howard not only was the full-time starter or mainly full-time starter this season, but potentially coming back next season, if I'm Avery Johnson, I'm kind of like, well, do I want to stay at Kansas State or do I want to transfer out because I can probably make some NIL money you know, somewhere else and contribute right away. So I think, again, when you look at this in retrospect, clearly, in my mind at least, this was something that at least had some sort of predetermination on it with buy-in from the quarterbacks. I don't know if it was Will Howard at the beginning of the season or I don't exactly know how it all played out. Maybe Tim Fitzgerald has more insight in that. But I'm guessing at some point Will Howard said, guys, this is going to be my last year with the Wildcats. I'm going to go somewhere else as a grad, a grad transfer Avery, it's your program after this season. I'm guessing that's maybe the way it went down. I don't know. But if it if it didn't go down that way, then, yeah, I could see Avery Johnson maybe being a little bit frustrated with the fact that he can't use a red shirt and if there was any indication that Will Howard would come back. It, it all makes sense, and it, it just – it will be good for the program one way or the other. And now, you know, of course, the ball is in Avery Johnson's court to make it good. And 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 then the other piece of it is, what does Avery have to work with next year? Um, you know, he's going to lose a lot. It looked like there was a tremendous opportunity for Treshawn Ward next year, and he's out. Now, I will tell you that I, I wasn't blown away this year. Uh, he was a nice compliment, I think. Um, but... You know, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything that like rocked our world, right? With with Treshawn Ward this year, so I would imagine, as much as that one annoys K State fans, and I think it does, that there will be a pretty good open market for the starting running back at K State next year. Don't you think? Like that's a pretty that's a pretty good. And it, and it was last year when they got Treshawn Ward. Basically, now he didn't end up being that. But I think that they're going to have plenty there uh, to to bring in somebody of significant value. And then can you go get a couple of weapons for Avery to work with? Of course, his running is going to be, uh, you know, his running is going to be much of what he does. And we'll have DJ Giddens back um, as far as I know, right? Yeah, I mean, he's only a sophomore. He redshirted in 2021. But I do think they need season. another so one. I, I think they need another one. But you one. know what? I think DJ Giddens emerged as the true feature back for he the did. Wildcats next season. Uh, and, they need and, a thunder and lightning. Right. And, but the thing is, is that if I'm Treshawn Ward, you know, I, I came to Manhattan to fill the shoes of, of Deuce Vaughn. And, you know, I'm, I was planning on being the guy running the football for the Wildcats. And DJ Giddens had a really really nice season and really never gave up the reins to be the true guy, the true feature back for Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein's offense. And so I get Treshawn Ward 
transferring out, I think he can go to another program and contribute immediately and be that feature back. So it makes sense to me that Ward is transferring out. Um, but DJ Giddens, you're right. I think they need somebody else behind him, kind of in the same way that he was behind Deuce Vaughn last season. They need to bring somebody yeah. else in who can compliment him. I agree. And then they need they're gonna need some receivers. But they got they got a lot coming back though, right? They they they've got plenty there. Um it's you feel good about it. The line, I, I suppose, will be an area of emphasis as they're going to lose some linemen. That was the big thing they had going for him. Have we heard on Ben Sennett what he's doing? Um, the only I, thing I, I mean, know I, about Ben Sennett is that he he uh, tweeted, you know, out to Will Howard saying he was well. Sure, miss him. yeah, they were you know, boys, so I, like, right? So I, I don't know if that you know indicates that he's back next season. Um, you know, or what that looks like. It would be a big help for Avery. Now, I do but know, he's an NFL guy. Right, I do he's know an at, NFL one point, at one point during the season, and I don't know, I haven't looked recently, but I think it was Mel Kuyper from ESPN had been Senate as one of, if not maybe the top tight end targets in the NFL draft. And so, you know, the, I, I don't know how much more you can raise your stock if you're Ben Senate by returning. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look. Um yeah, I don't see. I don't see a mock right right off the top. So he's, he's only a junior. Be, he's only a junior. He could return. No, no, he can come back. Yeah, right. yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying to look at another mock. And he, yeah, he was what was he third or fourth highest at one point yeah. this season. He he's going to have an opportunity. He could get drafted. We'll put it that way. Could he get drafted at a higher level? Possibly if he comes back. So we'll see. There's a lot of questions still to be answered on the K State offense. But the reality is, you have to get to work right now right. on bringing guys in, and that's. That's why, like, some clarity on this stuff will be crucial. And not just in the transfer. I don't know, like, I don't think Ben Sennett's transferring, right? I don't think that's going to happen. It's more about will he be back and do they need to replace him on the roster? Like, yeah. can they count on him being there next year? And those are the kinds of things, like, can you ask those questions and find out the answers and, you know, like, you know, Philip Brooks is, is I think, gone. He's a senior. Like, I, I'm still confused by the COVID year stuff. And so, like, I would love for K-State to just say, here's who's coming back, here's who's not coming back, and let's move on with it. Like, I'm so ready for the super senior stuff to stop because it's so hard to know, like, who still has eligibility left. Uh, and we can get clarity later in the week and all that. Uh, I, I think Avery Johnson's got a great and tremendous opportunity. He's pretty much, if all goes as planned, going to have two years uh, with you know to lead this offense and do his thing and I can't wait for it we've all been waiting for it and and at the same time you're like Will Howard what a great career thanks for the Big 12 championship thanks for sticking with it all that you know all that time and it is a, it's an odd it's an odd day because at the at the same time when everybody was saying Avery right now right now I think people backed off of that a little bit over the course of the season and so here it is, though, K-State fans. Like, here's the moment you get this, again, the most talented high school player I've ever seen all around takes over for the next few years in a wide-open Big 12, quite frankly, next year. And he was tantalizing in the few sure. games that we saw him play in this season. We kind of got a little appetizer of Avery Johnson before he fully takes over the starting quarterback role. And, you know, we talked about Will Howard. We talked about the role that he played as the quarterback all of those years where he was never really the guy. Even this season when he was the starter, you had Johnson nipping at his heels, like I mentioned. Avery Johnson is the guy. So it's completely different. 
from the way Will Howard played at Kansas State and the, and the role that he had as quarterback and the role that Avery Johnson is going to have moving forward. The offense is on his shoulders. Colin Klein will build that offense around Avery Johnson. There's not another option. You mentioned Avery Johnson or the, or the wild running the Wildcat. I mean, that's basically, I guess, what it is. Because yeah. as of right now, like just there, there are no other quarterbacks on the roster. That will change, obviously. But it's not like they're going to bring anybody in that will be nipping at the heels of Avery Johnson. It is his job moving forward. And oh so, yeah, we're not know. even not just in the bowl game. I mean, I'm right. just talking about the bowl game. But yeah, they'll have to bring in some other quarterbacks in the off season. But there will be no question for the next two years yep. who the quarterback of K-State is. And we're we're cooking in some Avery Johnson's going to be tremendously but you know successful that's, into that, that's but, but I fully believe like, that's that. That's a different mindset than what we've been used to with the Wildcats for the last yes, several seasons. And I know that you know they handed the reins some to Some of that Thompson. is injury. They handed the injury reins to Adrian has, Martinez. Injury yeah. has derailed that a lot, but it's been a while since we, and, and hopefully Avery Johnson, fingers crossed, can stay healthy, but it's been a while you know, since there's been this mindset and mentality of this is the guy for the wildcat yeah. offense and it's going to be his job you know as we're talking about that though it does emphasize like their backup quarterback situation maybe becomes the most impactful thing that they do because of the history of the program and what we've seen when was the last time k-state made it through a season with a healthy quarterback yeah so you know they do have to find a backup now and and you're not going to you're going to have to find somebody that's willing to come in and be a backup or you're going to have to trust a true freshman basically uh, because and and we'll we'll ask about I wish I could remember the name of this academic transfer guy but you know what I mean like there there's nobody there not just in the bowl game just like period and the history of this program tells us you're going to need a second quarterback so we'll see uh, they got a lot of work to do I want to know about some of the guys on the rest of this roster and know what they're thinking and what they're doing, and hopefully we get some clarity on that over the next week. It's an interesting time. You know, down the road in Lawrence, we kind of know, right? With Jalen Daniels basically declaring what he's going to declare, we kind of know what's happening there next year, and it's going to put them as one of the favorites in the Big 12, for sure. There's no question about that. And and there are certainly more questions at K-State, which is just an interesting dynamic altogether, right? When was the last time we had that? Um, Big 12 is going to be fun next year. Both of these teams are going to be right there in the mix at the top, and we love that and can't wait to see it. All right, 869-1240, the IOP hotline is open. Chime in, K-State fans. Uh, we'll come back. We'll hit some of the other topics, including this Monday Night Football game. No, not just that it stunk, but... You've got two really interesting quarterback situations for teams playing out in that game, and neither quarterback currently there gave you just a you know a whole lot of hope in what you saw. But we'll, we'll get into that. By the way, can't get enough Chiefs coverage? Check out New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey, free on the Odyssey app. Follow it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Tommy and I will be back. We'll wrap up hour number one. Your calls. Oh, programming note, Dan Israel. He's going to join us later in the week. He'll be with us Friday. He's traveling today. Uh, so we'll have that uh, regular interview a little bit later in the week than normal. We'll come back. We've got giveaways for you. Lots to come on Sports Daily on a Tuesday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's uh, just, I mentioned that programming note. Just found out right as we went off that Dan Israel has got a flight delay, so he can jump in today. So we will have Dan Israel, top of the hour Chiefs fans, to talk a little Chiefs football on a regularly timed weekly visit with Dan, the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. So we will have that at the top of the hour. Let's give away some uh, HTO coffee, Jad. We'll do... Uh, HTO's Brew House, which is all the iced and hot coffee, espresso, all the fancy stuff. Uh, you know, all the, all the, is it French? Is it French, Tommy, with like latte and macchiato? Like what, 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 what is there? What ethnicity is that? What ethnicity are those words? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I would imagine some of them are probably Italian. Cappuccino, macchiato. Is that, yeah, those are, that'd be Italian, right? Vinti, well, whatever grande, it is. Like, I think that's all. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff, all the like, we got all that stuff at HDO okay, too. Which you know, I I drink black coffee. Like yeah. you know, I I grew up in a cowboy family. Like, Give my coffee black. Uh, don't you put anything in there? Uh, that's what I drink. But the other stuff is really good. I do occasionally get some of the espresso stuff, and it's really good. So we'll give away a couple of those. Uh, some free brew house offerings. Those are available at the HTO in Wichita, Wichita on the east side and in Derby. Uh, so you can get your hands on those cards. Check it out. See what I'm talking about. It is really, really good. Uh, you'll get that right now on the IHOP hotline at 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner for our first caller. Um, all right, Tommy, real quick, let's talk Monday Night Football. So you've got two quarterback situations here. The Bears have to figure out what they're doing with Justin Fields, first and foremost, because they're probably going to have the top pick overall, and then they're going to have another top five-ish pick. You have got to let him throw the ball down the field. Like, if you're trying to evaluate Justin Fields and what he's going to be, let him throw the ball down the field. Like, everything was underneath and laterals and screens and all this stuff last night. And I'm like, like even if he fails, like, what do you have to lose? Let him push the ball down the field and see if he's got it. They have a really critical decision to make. And maybe it's easy for them. Maybe it's like, no, we're going Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever we're doing, and Fields is going to have to go somewhere else. Okay, well, you still want him to be a valuable trade asset, right, at that point. Like, what are we doing here with him in the screen game? Yeah, I actually think that the Bears are in kind of a good position, I mean, moving forward. I mean, as of now, they, they should be. Well, I think that they actually are, and I'm going to say that they are for the future because, 
you know, they can move away from Justin Fields if they decide to. They can make him a, a trade asset. And I think that there are some quarterback needy teams that, you know, look at him and they can see the potential oh, yeah. to develop him and all of that. So I do think that regardless if he's going to throw screens with the Bears or not, I think there are other teams out there that can see his value. But then they've got all of these, all of this trade capital or all the draft capital that they have from the Panthers that they got when they traded the number one pick a year ago. I think that they're in a decently good position regardless of what ends up happening. And you know what? There were, like early in the game, the Bears put together a drive to start off the game that didn't end up in in really doing anything. I think Cairo Santos missed the field goal. But, it, I mean, the Bears were cooking. Justin Fields was looking pretty good on that opening drive of the game. And then things kind of went south from there. They never got into the end zone. But I do think that... There, if they decide to move on from Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever that ends up being for them, I think that there are going to be a handful of NFL teams that will look at Justin Fields and say, yes, we think that he can be a guy that can still be a viable NFL starter. I don't know if he can be, but I think you'd want, whether they're going to use him or somebody else, you do want to show people that he can throw the ball down the field. And, and I think that he he can. can. I think he can. I just do don't think it. he's given opportunities, you know, to in this I, offense. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? Yeah. Why, though? You have DJ Moore now. Darnell Mooney's pretty good. Like, let the guy throw the ball down the field. And and they just didn't do that. And so I don't know what they're I mean, going to do. DJ Moore had I, 114 I, receiving yards last night. All, all, right? And 78 of those came on yak, right? Like, right. it wasn't – he had the one big catch down the field on that final drive, and it's like, where has that been? Yeah. Like, we, because we've seen it this year with those two guys. So they don't do, – whatever. And I don't know what the answer for them is, but absolutely, if I'm a team desperate at quarterback, I take a swing at Justin Fields and see what he's got. The problem is it's going to come with a contract here pretty soon, and I don't know what that means uh, because he's going to run out on his rookie deal here pretty quick. The other situation with Josh Dobbs, great story, but he's not the long-term answer in Minnesota, I don't think. Um, He wasn't good at all last night, and he's been pretty good there, and I like Josh Dobbs. What do they do? What does Minnesota do? Is Minnesota a team that a guy like Justin Fields makes a lot of sense for? Because they, they've got this Kirk Cousins situation where he's got like dead cap money. And if I had to bet money, I would bet that Cousins is back there and they figure out a way to offset the cap hit next year with him with a longer term deal. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. And I just don't know what they're supposed to do because they're they're going to have... Hawkinson and Addison and Justin Jefferson back. They've got a lot. And now with Brian Flores there, if they can keep him another year, like they're kind of close, which is why I think Kirk Cousins still makes some sense. But I don't know what they're supposed to do at quarterback either. And that was really interesting as Dobbs really struggled last night. I think at the end of the season, they have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and think, is there a better option? to start at quarterback than Kirk Cousins, and I don't really know that there is. I don't think there will be. I don't really Kirk think Kirk Cousins was really good this year yeah. before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, look, like you could you could conceivably trade for Justin Fields. You could grab somebody else, you know, that's young and try to develop them. I just don't think that that's – I don't think that that's going to be the right thing for them moving forward. Now the question is, do they feel like everybody else around the quarterback – is in a position to win a Super Bowl? Is the defense good enough to win a Super Bowl? Is the offensive line good enough? Or are we getting close to a complete teardown to the studs and rebuild no, for Minnesota? Can't. 
it's a damn shame because as the defense is really starting to play well, Cousins got hurt because yeah. with Addison and Jefferson and Hawkinson and a line that's playing, if that line could play just a tick better for right. Kirk Cousins, he's as good as there is they don't in have a clean a great, pocket. They don't have a great running game, right? Alexander Madison no, but hasn't you can really solve done that much, quickly. but you can figure yeah, you that can out. you can solve that quickly. I actually, I felt really bad for Josh Dobbs last night because it's been such a great story. Him coming to Minnesota, not knowing anybody, not knowing the plays, not knowing anything, and playing really it's well. Almost, he didn't play well last night. He's gotten worse as he's yeah, learned more. It wasn't good right. Last like, night. but but he could maybe still stick around there and be a backup. All right, we'll come back. We may get into that in the second hour. We'll see. But up next, Chiefs talk. Dan Israel, and we'll get into this loaded, crowded, weird AFC top of the rankings. See what he thinks. I, I'm sure optimistic about what we saw last week from the Chiefs and moving forward their schedule's easy we'll talk about it all Dan Israel coming up next on Sports Daily T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch visit your local T-Mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.